Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Whether you're the type who loves to bet on sports or maybe you're only playing for the first time, either way, you need a website that gives you access to all your favorite sports and makes it simple, which is why I recommend MyBookie. That's MyBookie.ag. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code DRINKINBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my book. What is up? Welcome back to the Drinking Bros Sports Baseball Show. I am your host, Rob Fox, and I am joined as always by Dan Holloway, gunless today, at least on the table. I'm never gunless. That's that's fair. You can pull it out if you'd like, but oh. let's let's skip it. it let's get me, on to the show. Yeah, makes me feel safe, but that's fair. Uh no, let's go right to the show. We actually have uh now that we're kind of we're kind of into the season, right? Yeah. We've inserted ourselves into the season. Things are actually happening. And uh there's kind of some weird shit happening. Uh, a lot of baseball's best teams kind of stumbling out of the gate. Well, would you say out of the gate? Because the Dodgers started out pretty good. True, yeah. And then they stumbled a little bit. The Braves started out pretty shitty, but now they've been on a decent run, I guess. I mean, they're not... I think they just got swept by the Jays. Yeah, the Jays have been a problem for them all year. Maybe it's that season where the one team just fucking, for no apparent reason, dominates the shit out of you all year. Yeah. Because they've lost, they've lost some weird ones. Um but I think it's the 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 uh, the Blue Jays have a very good bullpen, and, and, the, and a very good lineup. I think they actually have the best bullpen in baseball, if I'm not mistaken. Statistically yeah. speaking, that's why they're winning these games because the Braves tend to fuck around a little bit. They certainly don't have a good bullpen. They don't even have a good bullpen. They have a bad yeah. one. We blew a late lead today. Oh yeah, Mentor again. Yeah, Mentor should fucking instead of throwing 97 miles per hour, he should run that fast the <laughs> fuck out of Atlanta and never come back. Jesus Christ, I can't with this guy. He's the worst. It is. And I, that cropped up last year, too, in the, uh, in the playoffs, where it was like, like I say this all the time, a good bullpen. It's not that this year, but last year was like a good bullpen over the aggregate. Mm-hmm. But, like, you could t- like, I could tell even watching, like, it was always a bullpen that had to hit its spots, right? It wasn't going to blow you away. And this is the same thing, except now they don't even have the good pitchers who have to hit their spots. Yeah. They have the bad pitchers well, who have to hit their spots. Well, they're bringing they're bringing Shane Green back, and Chris Martin's hurt. Yeah. Right? So Chris Martin will be back as well. But uh, Those are the two best guys in their bullpen. But you see what fucking uh, what, uh, Homeboy's doing over in San Diego right now. They let this asshole go, and he fucking has, uh, what, 12 saves this yeah. year already. Yeah, Melanson's yeah. leading the fucking league in saves. Yeah. And he's done that before, by the way. I think he's led the league once prior in with, saves. With the Giants? With the, no, with the, I think it was with the Pirates. Okay. Yeah, like fucking... The one year 20, they were, 15, 16. The one year they were good. Like yeah. the one. It was the same year that fucking the Cubs won the World Series, right? That'd be 16. Yeah. Wasn't it that year because the Pirates made the playoffs that year? I thought I they think. made the playoffs like 14, 13. It, it, maybe like it was. Maybe it was. But either way, uh, the Braves suck Yes. at, uh, at uh, uh, producing bullpens. I don't remember the last time they had a really good bullpen. The bullpen uh, is what kept us primarily from maybe uh, getting an extra uh, ship in the 90s. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not having a closer yeah. that was reliable for, for sure did. I and think our, our best closer between 1991 and 1999 is either Mark Wollers or John Rock. Yeah. Well, like, Wollers threw the last pitch in the 95 World Series, uh, but he had had his problems, right? He, yeah. blew, he blew quite a few saves. And he, had a, I, he went full meltdown 
I think by 97. Not in, not in 97, I want to say. I yeah. remember some kid in like seventh grade be like, what's wrong with rollers? And I was like, I don't know. What's wrong with him? Well, I mean, he's fucking crazy. Yeah. He uh, did have a good uh, Saturday Night Live cameo, though. Did you ever see that? No, I can't believe they let him on, to be honest. It was like him and like, it was like Chris Kattan playing a little kid that wanted to be a mm-hmm. Major League Baseball player. And he was like a, he was like a, just a weird little kid. And all these players came in and like, like he was like, I want to be a, ba- I want to play on a baseball team. And then they had all the baseball players come in and they were all pieces of shit. <laughs> mm. Like, like some guy was dipping. Some other guy was trying to fuck his mom and Woolers just kept calling him queer. Well, they, maybe they should have done it with him as Mango instead. <laughs> that would have been funny. Seeing Mango trial for a baseball team would be funny. Uh, 2015. The Pirates he, made the playing game? Well, I don't know about oh. if they made the playoffs that year, but Melanson had 51 saves that year. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he's um, he's not blown. He's had seasons where he's had problems, but none of them were with the Braves. Uh, in his uh, two seasons with the Braves, one of which was last year, a shortened season, uh, and, it, and it accounts for about a full season. We, four, we picked him up at, at the deadline in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played about a full season with the Braves. 46 appearances, uh, uh, 22 saves, two blown saves. So 22 out of 24, right? And for some reason, that's the guy you let go. Yeah, and you, you keep one. everybody else. You don't sign Shane Green until a month in, and he was the other effective reliever last uh-huh. year. What the fuck is going on? They bring back A.J. Mentor. And fucking Luke Jackson. And Luke Jackson, who are the biggest herds of all time. I physically have to turn off the television when Luke Jackson goes to pitch. Or- I, f- I feel like they're, it's, it's almost like Atlanta is – running its own internal entertainment organization and those are the heels <laughs> like they but let me just be uh uh frank with you and drop or whatever the fuck your right. name is uh dude you, we don't need that we need people that can 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 throw strikes preferably that's yeah. their big problem they're not they don't have guys that come in and fucking give up bombs all the time they come in and walk four people in a fucking row yeah or, or a fucking dribbler hit or a line driver or whatever, but then two walks after that. And come on, man, every single fucking time every with these assholes. Time. It is always like Chinese water torture. Yeah. Like it's never, it's never just like a bullet to the brain. It is just slow, methodical punishment over and fucking over again. Team pitching. I'm, I'm looking for blown saves here. Who's leading the well, league in blown saves? So I don't think blown saves is a good metric because that would imply we're blowing them in the ninth, right? Yeah, it's true. Well, no, a, a, sa- a blown save is any time you lose a lead after the, uh, in the sixth inning or on now. Oh, it, okay. And it's considered a hold if you don't, right? Yeah. So you get a, you get a stat for both of those. Okay, okay. The Braves are currently, um, let's see, sixth in the league in quality starts. So despite having injuries, they're still getting pretty good starting pitching for right. the most part. Uh, well, they they presumably got a quality start out of, out of Morton today, and uh, Inoa I think has had nothing but quality starts except for maybe like one game. So yeah, he's he had one game where he gave up four, but every other game it's one or zero. Yeah, uh, he's he is uh, he's doing it. He's and doing then it right now, Freed had a nice start last night that got blown. Yeah, he gave up one run and and took the L. Well, no, he got he got a no decision. Yeah, think, but yeah. it was a four one loss. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't give up those. Yeah, he didn't give up four. Um, yeah, it's not fucking great. And the word, and it's not. Honestly, the offense isn't helping a ton. Like no, it, they've been hit or miss for the Braves so far. Yeah, like it's not like we have. We don't. There is no consistent unit except except for maybe the rotation, mm-hmm. which is insane because that might be the most depleted unit. Uh, it certainly is. But you know, it's the Braves, so they've always got 
guys. It, it, look, Ian Anderson's really good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Soroka came out of nowhere uh, a year ago, um, or two years ago, rather. He's really good. Freed's really good. Everybody already knows this, so it's not a surprise to see that necessarily. It is a surprise. I know it was a surprise to me, but now that I've seen him pitch four or five games, it's not. He's an incredible athlete, and he's also a super smart fucking pitcher. Like, he throws – he has a game plan, and he executes on his game plan. Well, what's, what's, the only thing that's wild about to know is that he was not on the radar at the beginning of the season. No. Because the fifth guy was supposed to be either Kyle Wright or, yeah. um, what the fuck, uh, Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson, yeah. And, uh, you know, they just brought Wright back up, right? No, they brought Wilson or, up for uh, a start Wilson and up. then put him back down. And then they brought Anderson back up after being down, too, right? Didn't they bring him I don't up this think, week? I don't think Anderson went down. They made some move last week. I don't know yeah. what it was. But anyways... Um, <clears throat> The uh, the Braves are, are fucking their bullpen is this dog shit. Dog shit. And I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Maybe. And this the, here's by, by I, the always, way, I always have a problem with this because people mortgage the future for the present a lot, especially these days in baseball. I mean that whole well, what was it like the mid two thousands? Everybody, anytime the trade deadline came around, there was so much pressure to do something. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get rid of these guys or pick this dude up. He's having a hot season, so give him whatever you want to get him over here. I mean, it's it's happened a bunch of times, but the Braves aren't. The Braves have plenty of shit in their farm, so that's not going to be an issue if they want to do something like that and pick up a guy or two. But the thing that I am nervous about is that they take one of these exceptional young starting pitchers and try to force them into the bullpen because it's too, sometimes it works really well, but it's two very different types of pitching and mindsets and stuff like that. I think it takes the right type of person. Yeah. Because you have a guy like, this is a bit of a throwback. Somebody with a very short memory for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is a bit of a throwback, but it worked perfectly fine for Adam Wainwright. Mm-hmm. Right. When the Cardinals won in 06. Smoltz. Eckersley. I mean, there's been a number of starting pitchers that have transitioned over there and done, if not as well, better. Well, right? we, we would be pulling more of a, a Wainwright than a Smoltzer and Eckersley, mm-hmm. which would be like, hey, we just need... Well, And you know what? Honestly, in uh, 2019, in, in a relatively short service, because we lost that bullshit DS, uh, Freed was fine out of the bullpen, even though I thought he should have been starting. Right. Uh, he was good out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of Wainwright... It just, it just depends on the person, yeah. I think, more than anything. More than the stuff, more than uh, whatever else you want to call it. Like, it really just depends on that person being like being able to adjust. What I'm worried about with the Braves at the deadline or any trade at this point is not necessarily mortgaging our future or whatever, is us doing what we've kind of always done over the last decade under uh, Frank Wren and uh, the dude who got banned from baseball forever, whose name I forget, and Anthopolis even, mm. uh, is getting cute, right? Getting ticky-tack. The way you kind of like get furious at an NFL team for going for it on fourth down, but then they don't just do the obvious thing. They pull, they call like a cute play. Yeah. And it fucks you. Yeah. Yeah. The, they try to, out, they, they end up outsmarting themselves quite a bit. I said this, this is my uh, main critique, I guess, of Snicker. And it's just because he doesn't know, I don't think he know, understands fucking what it feels like to be on the field as a player. You know what I mean? When he, decided to go for that bullpen game in game five when they were up 3-1 last year instead of fucking put Freed out there, your young fucking 23-year-old at the time, on short rest with the big arm, let him go out there and fucking he's going to be all amped up and that's a good thing for everybody. And uh, instead of doing that, you throw a bullpen game, you lose momentum, and then you fucking lose the series, bitch. Yeah. This well, is, this, it's classic Atlanta bullshit. When you're trying to kill someone, you should probably complete the kill as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, man, I mean... 
why give him a chance to come back? You, you see it in UFC all the time. Giorgio can talk more about that too, but uh, you see it in UFC all the time where a guy fucking uh, uh, pops a dude and he stumbles a little bit and then he fucking starts trying to get back into his game plan. No, you got to attack. Attack, attack, attack. Because how many times have you seen a guy get popped, get a little wobbly, and then come back and win that fight? That should never happen, ever, under any circumstances. So, you know, that's how you see it in in baseball. You get into the later innings, and you have a lead like that, and you end up losing it. That's fucking, that is not good, man. And you got to imagine it pisses off your team so badly. If I'm a starting pitcher. It's it's gutting. Yeah, if, like, you could see it with Freddie Freeman the other day. I don't remember who it was. Uh, came in with the bases or with uh, runners on first and second. Guy hit a dribbler over to uh, Freeman, and uh, didn't the pitcher didn't cover first. And Freddie's just like, great, now the bases are loaded. Then then homeboy walks in the next run like, sweet, tight. That's that sucks. Tight. If you're a position gotta, player gotta or gotta you're assume, the starter, right? I gotta assume that was not a, one of our starting pitchers. <sighs> I didn't catch that no. fucking nightmare. Let me see. I've been a little. Che- I've been watching baseball, but I've been a little checked out on the Braves lately. They've been kind of unwatchable. And uh, another reason they're unwatchable, well, you can check on that. Uh, Marcelo Zuna off to a fucking awful start so far mm-hmm. this year. And what little offense we did have coming from Freeman, Acuna, and randomly Austin Riley, who's OBPing about 400 this year. Austin Riley has figured out how to hit uh, breaking pitches to the right field hard. Yeah. And to be honest, that, that might – it was uh, Jacob Webb, by the way, that did that. Okay. Um. He, he's he's a space cadet. I, I feel like he's this high as shit out there all the time. Perfect. Uh, but not, he, in a, he, not, not in a Cody Bellinger way where it goes in his favor? No, I mean, right. so Nick and Nate Diaz can be, they could smoke a garbage bag full of weed and still fight like nothing's going on. Some right. people, like Ross is an example, you give, if he even fucking smells the smoke in the air, he gets retarded. That, you know I, mean? I, I go full fucking yeah, so, idiot when but, I... But anyways, uh, yeah, Austin Riley, actually, this he's in the middle... Not in the middle. He's at the beginning of his breakout season now. If he stays disciplined, one there's two things he's doing. One, he's learned how to hit off-speed pitches the other way, and he's laying off a lot of. He's he's not swinging as nearly as many balls as he used to. The other thing is, <clears throat> young players have. It, it takes some of them, actually most of them. The ones that it doesn't take a lot of time are the true superstars, but it takes a lot of them time to figure out how to stay focused for five to six hundred at bats a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's happened so much. Because in a minor league season, what, like 300 ABs? Yeah. Well, it's uh, for low fours, probably. Okay. Um, to go up there and take each one of them seriously and have a game plan and execute your game plan and every one of them, that's what separates uh, 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 mediocre from good and good from great, right? And it, it seems so far this season he's figured out how to take these at-bats seriously. You're not, you don't see him giving up at-bats. He's not grounding out on a weak dribbler to second base on the first pitch of an at-bat. He's taking that pitch now instead. Right. Or what he did a lot as well, aside from to have the stupid – is having, like, dumbass strikeouts. Yeah. Right? Where it's just like, what? Like a three- or four-pitch strikeout where yeah. he doesn't see a good pitch the entire bat. That yeah. shit's not happening anymore. And I'm telling you, we talked about this the other day on the, on the wrap-up show. The, the truly great baseball players are the truly great hitters are the ones – that take bad pitches and sometimes a bad pitch is one that you're not prepared to hit even though the pitch itself yep. is good yeah like a strike a strike is not necessarily something you should swing at right pools fucking uh uh, uh, uh trout some of the the greatest hitters miguel cabrera of all time that are both power and fucking contact hitters and and have rate stats and and slugging stats at the same time that's what they do they, they go and you talked about with chipper the other day too 
that's what they do. They go up there looking for a pitch, and they put the best swing they can on that one pitch they're looking for. And maybe they have one more guess in that, but usually in a major league game, you only get to see that one pitch in a bat. So then they're fucking playing defense, trying to get a hit or take a walk. Yep. And to his credit, even deeper in counts, Riley is making even some of the even a lot of the outs he's making are loud outs. He's hitting line drives the other way. Yeah. Like, like two hundred and eighty to three hundred and fifty or yeah, two hundred eighty to three hundred and twenty foot line drives to the gap, basically. Yeah. Right. Where people are positioning him correctly, but he's still hitting the fuck out of the ball. I'd love to see what his average uh, exit velocity is because I bet it's pretty high. Uh, yeah, I can check it right now because Fangraphs does that now. Which <sighs> David is- Wagner says Tony Gwynn would be a god today. Tony yes. Gwynn would probably hit 35 home runs a year right now. Uh, did With you- the focus on launch angle and his contact rate yeah. and, his, and his batting average on balls of play uh, and stuff like that. Would, I mean, he's – this dude is, is – pitchers at the end of his career, at the end of his career – started telling him or the catcher would tell him what pitch was coming just to try to psych him out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're like, it doesn't matter what I throw this fucking guy. He's still hitting it, so I'm just going to tell him what's coming. They did that shit all the time to him. Uh, for last week's episode, mm. related to that, the Tony Gwynn of pitching, if you will, uh, Affelt is not Tony Gwynn of pitching, but he said that Maddox would fucking carve people up today. Oh, like yeah, it wouldn't, dude. It wouldn't be fucking Ma- fair. Maddox is like, hey, do you want to know what's coming? Because I'll tell you, it's an 89-mile-per-hour sinker, and you're not going to hit it. Well, that's the thing is, hitters were uh, more focused on making contact back right. then or whatever yeah. the fuck, and Maddox was still getting out of that rate. It's like now that they're only focused on making, not contact, but one specific type of contact, Yeah, that'd be a fucking nightmare. For them, yeah. yeah. I mean, Nolan Ryan, the, the inverse of this, Nolan Ryan used to always say he hated, he liked pitching to power hitters, but he hated pitching to guys that were just trying to put the ball in play because they were pesky. They would foul off three or four pitches in a row, just, right. and it would piss him off. Uh, and then he would end up walking him, which he did a lot of that. I mean, I think he has like 3,000 walks in his career, too. <laughs> it wasn't just the five or 56 or 5,700 strikeouts. But, uh, uh, yep. I would say Riley's averaging 87 off the bat, but I think. That's pretty fucking high, right? I mean, the uh, so if you're averaging in the 93 to 95 mile per hour exit velocity range, you're in the top of the league typically. That's the top of the league. Let me check. I'm checking Otani because his is. Oh, his is crazy. So I said what he. I said what 89, 87. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he, he was 89 two years ago. He's 87 this year. Uh, Otani's 91, yeah. and Otani murders the ball. Let me yeah. check Acuna because I would check Trout. Oh. He's he's usually one of the league. Actually, Trout and Josh Donaldson. But I think Donaldson's been hurt this year. Yeah, Donaldson's been uh, missing I, time. Donaldson that year he was with the Braves. I think it was 95 miles per hour yeah. was his average. Uh, Trout's 92. Yeah. So you're, you're a couple of points off of the highest exit velocities in the league, which means he's not, like I said before, he's not swinging on fucking yeah. uh, on, a, on a 1-0 pitch at a fucking slider low and away and hitting a dribbler ground ball to second base anymore. His Riley's max exit velocity, though, is mm-hmm. 112. Holy shit. Which is uh, Otani's 119. But, yeah. I, but he's done stupid things, and I think Trout's was closer to that. I, I, yeah, Trout, no, nobody's gone over 119, I don't think, this year. Ah, fuck. Sorry. It's, uh, it's like way down. Yeah. Uh, Trout's 115 this year. Yeah. So, I mean, Riley's around there, right? And Riley's still not masters. I think a lot of that, by the way, is what would you say before the season started? Chipper came on yeah. essentially to train Riley, who, by the way, has been excellent defensively. He's always been good defensively. Could well, be- people underrated it because he's a big boy. 
Uh, right? Yeah, but he moves pretty well. I mean, he yeah. reminds me of some other large fucking third baseman from the past uh, that were like Troy Gloss had a pretty good glove on him. Yeah, he was a big dude. He was like six four. I don't know how much he weighed, especially at the end, because <laughs> when he was well, that, he was playing first base for the Braves. Yeah, he couldn't fucking run no. twenty feet without being out of breath. I, so. I want to say when he was on the Braves, like they were talking about, like yeah, he doesn't have knees. No, like they were just dead. Yeah, he was fucked. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Riley's always been good defensively, but he's made leaps and bounds. If 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 Chipper takes him another 10% north on pitch selection, this dude is going to be a fucking all-star. Yeah. Like I a mean, perennial all-star because he's got great bat speed. As, as great as the, uh, the exit velocity is, mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm sure that's good. He's got good exit velocity. Mm-hmm. It's all about that OBP. Yeah, Fuck and yeah. he's, that's he's what taking – I want to see. see that kid with an average of, of like, 5'1", five, 5'2". Pitches per bat. That's yeah. his sweet spot, probably. He's probably, if I had to guess right now, he's probably somewhere in the 4.3 range, 4. 4.3 to 4.5. At 5.1, that's where it's going to turn around for him. And to be honest, I mean, in the middle of that Braves lineup, that's with, if you have him and Acuna and Albies and uh, Freddie Freeman for all those years, right? I mean, you would expect to have all of those guys for 10 more years from now. Yeah. That's a big fucking deal to have four goddamn legit all-star starters on your team. Right. And you're in the top of your lineup for, four, for that amount of for time. For a decade. Like, yeah. when's the last time, other than maybe the Yankees or Red Sox or Dodgers, that you saw something like that? It'd be the, probably the Red Sox, yeah. I, would, I would think. Uh, unfortunately, one of those guys uh, just left today's game with an in- injury. Acuna, if we want to get back to something that's been driving me fucking insane all year. Yeah. Acuna injures his foot or leg. Running to first base, trying to beat out a, a grounder, yeah, which I'm, good for him. Love him, love him for doing that. Ran into the bag. How do you want to guess he ran into the bag? Did he run through the bag? No. He runs into the bag, and everyone's doing this all fucking year. I, it drives me insane. I'm not a good athlete, and this is like the one thing apparently I know more than professional athletes. Not running through the bag, not trying to get through the bag. They all, in the last step, they do the opposite of what a track runner does, right? Yeah. Which is put your like, keep going or even put... They just, they, all of a sudden, they snap their chest back. Yeah, and stop and sh- their momentum, by the stop way. Stop their momentum and shove their front foot out to try and yeah. get. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if you have forward momentum and all of a sudden you move your body to the rear to get momentum to lunge your leg forward, or to get position, rather, to lunge your leg forward, you have effectively slowed yourself down. Now, I'm not... This isn't a supposition about physics. This is math that John Briggs and ESPN Sports Science actually did. Right. They measured these motherfuckers running to first base, slow, sliding headfirst and slows you down, right? So you only slide if the fucking dude's about to tag you and his foot's off the back. Right. And lunging for the back. And remember, close plays at first base are either a half step or like a quarter step. It's like bang, bang. That's yep. why they call it a bang, bang play. Right, because the so, ump's not even watching. Listening. Yeah, they're listening for the fucking ball to hit the mitt, and they're watching the foot on the, the the they're watching the back, or vice versa. It depends on the umpire. Well, they know the sound of each. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anything you do that slows you down in any way defeats the fucking purpose, man. But it is human instinct to do that. You got to train it out of people, and it's it's not only is it fucking stupid and doesn't work, it also gets people injured all the time. Like that's how you hyperextend shit. Yep. So. It's not, I mean, God damn it. I, I will go, I will say this every fucking week. First grade, in first grade, yeah. when you, we would try to do that, like, right? Like, try to stick our feet out to get, and they'd be like, no, run. Well, here's I, what they should do. They should go full-on fucking major league, right? Every time 
uh, uh, homeboy hits the ball in the air, he has to do push-ups. Right. Every time one of these assholes lunges for the bag, uh, Terry Tate, Ifus linebacker, comes out of nowhere <laughs> and just drills them. Because it's not, they're obviously not learning this shit. This has been, this is day one shit. Now, I like a lot of the new stuff that's going on in baseball. I like the young uh, players that are talking shit to each other. I like how uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball, Bauer, who's a white dude, and one of the best hitters in baseball, uh, Tatis Jr., who's a Latino dude, are fucking openly talking shit to each other, and nobody's saying anything about that. They, they're, everybody's having fun about right. it. And it's and it's also happens to be a very good rivalry. Uh, I like all this new stuff, but getting away from the actual physical fundamentals of baseball is fucking stupid. There's a reason all that shit exists. Now I'm not saying don't toy around with spin rate and launch angle and all that shit because clearly it's having an effect. That's that's one thing. That's yeah. that's debatable. Strategy is one thing, but the principles right. of the game you're right. going to start hurting yourself if you do this shit. And it doesn't. It also doesn't. I mean, maybe if there's something that will hurt you. But there's a positive benefit to it. There's some kind of fucking, uh, there's some kind of, uh, you know, scale. Maybe I should right. do this, maybe I shouldn't. But in this case, there's no, there's a no-win situation no benefit. for the player. It doesn't he, make any fucking he, sense. He hurt himself literally landing on the background. Yeah. Because he, he threw his body all out of motion. Right at a time when he's fucking, first of all, he let off the game with a first pitch home run. Yep. His 12th, major league leading 12th home run of the season. He's, missed- he's on pace for like 55 home runs this year. Right? Uh, or he was, anyways. Well, it, yeah. So he's on. If you go a one sixty two game pace, mm-hmm. he's on. He's on pace for like eighty. Yeah, but, but he's but he's missed some games. Yeah, he's so, missed yeah. some games, and he will miss more games. Now he's day to day. I just saw it before we started. He's day to day. He'll miss the rest of this week, and they'll bring it back. I mean, they're just super careful with the guy. But why even fucking put it in that position in the first place? God yeah. damn it! This is really irritating. Uh, two sluggers who are doing okay this year, though. Judge and Stanton. Yeah. Off to a nice start. Uh, com- Finally, I, that's. I'm not a, obviously I'm not a fucking Yankees fan, but goddamn, I want to see those two guys have the best years of their career on the same team. I like that shit. Well, and also what's cool about, what I like about Judge and Stanton is not only are they fun to watch, but it's cool when a player is on brand for the team. Yeah. And big giant sluggers Mm -hmm. are, that's Yankees shit, right? Like just big fucking Frankenstein monsters who hit the ball 500 feet. And it's also two relatively quiet dudes that have done pretty well in the New York media market. Yeah. Like you think of a guy going to the New York media market and I'm like, Oh man, is he going to be able to handle that? Or cause it's a, it's a, it's It's withering. It's brutal up there. Sometimes these guys seem to have had no trouble, even though they've had persistent injuries and all kinds of other bullshit upsets in the playoffs. They've done pretty well. So I like both of these dudes. I like watching them play. I'm glad they're having a good year. It would be fucking crazy to see all these motherfuckers on the field at the same time with no injuries in a season just to see what might happen offensively. Their pitching staff still sucks, but to see uh, Voight healthy a whole year with LeMayu healthy a whole year and then Torres and, uh, and Judge and Stanton uh, uh, all healthy. Urshela is, is really good as well. At yeah, base. Urshela is actually, he might be, <laughs> he, he might end up being uh, one of the best players the Yankees have had in a very long time. Yeah, we'll he's, see. he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, Voight's finally back. Yeah, and Gary Sanchez, if he would have a fucking normal year at some point, he's just such an up and down player. Man, ca- catchers lately on the on the Yankees have been getting kind of washed. Yeah, like real quick. I think they should have moved him out of that position because uh, he was he was setting the world on fire a couple yeah. of years ago. Like, would, how, how the fuck's this guy a catcher? Yeah, I'd rather have if as soon as he started hitting like that, I would have made him a first baseman or DH or something else. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Stanton can play good enough left field, and you can put Clint Frazier on the on the bench to have uh, 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 
Sanchez Dude, in your lineup. It's, it's actually surprising to me that um, Stanton is their primary DH, I think, right now, because, like, he's not bad defensively. No, he's probably better than Aaron Judge, to be honest. Uh, yeah, like, they're both pretty good. Like, yeah. and they both kind of just, like, suck up ground with their fucking giant bodies. Yeah. Right? Like, they just have a huge stride. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I would like to see the data on that, but I bet they do. They're, they're not, neither one of them is setting the world on fire with speed, but they, as soon as they get moving. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you remember that, uh, I want to, I want to say it was against Houston, that home run that Judge robbed without jumping. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What is he, like six, seven or something? Yeah, he's shit? fucking huge. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. He's a giant human. But yeah, they're, 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 their lineup is, uh, they're, they're getting at Judge's Stanton, a little bit out of Urshela. Urshela's having a good year. Mm. Luke Voigt's back. The rest of it's been pretty dog shit so far, though. They have a great bullpen. Essentially, the bullpen and the fact that Judge and Stanton are doing work is kind of keeping them going right now. Yeah. Um, the rotation, they're, the, the only two things I think they're going to do at the, at the deadline if they keep playing relatively this way, they're only at a plus 16 run differential, mm-hmm. is essentially <clears throat> uh, just go bananas on the bullpen or take an arm from somebody. Yeah, I mean, I can see them going after Savali from uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Because Cleveland can't handle or can't hang on to any of their fucking pitchers. Um, Who's the dude in uh, Cincinnati we were talking about at the beginning of the year? I I forget. Savali's been okay, but not, like, fantastic. He, he's got a 1.04 whip. That's why I like him for New York. Yeah. you got to keep people off the bases there. Like, he's won a lot of games, but it's mostly because he's getting a lot of run support. Yeah. But his whip is super low. He's not... The one concern I have with him, if they want to go wild in the playoffs, is uh, he's not, just not a strikeout guy. No. No, and it, being in Yankee Stadium, that's always going to be a problem. You don't want to uh, – I read an interesting thing. Uh, so last year on fly balls in play, mm-hmm. uh, players got on base 85% of the time. That includes home runs, that, and that's because of the juice ball or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This year – even with the dead ass ball that's like depressed offense, mm. if you hit the ball in the air, you're still getting on base 65% of the time. That seems really high. Fucking right. Um, we'll see. I mean, there's another guy. Uh, he just threw a no hitter. Uh, John, John Means from yeah. Baltimore. I can't imagine he's going to be there at the end of the year, right? Depends on where they are in their rebuild. They're not close to being rebuilt. <laughs> the, the fucking Orioles suck. They're the worst team in baseball, right? Yeah, they're dog shit. Well, I mean, the, the Tigers are pretty fucking bad, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. But John Means is uh, not just a no-hitter. Now, he's... He's he, one of the league leaders in ERA. Yeah, he's got a fucking 1.2 ERA. His, yeah. his whip is .71. Uh, 53 Ks in 52 innings. Only walked 10 people. He's, he's, having, he's in the middle of a great season now. This might be the only one he ever has, right? So right. if you're the Yankees, you because this happens sometimes. The guy before this, uh, 2019, he had a fucking 360 ERA, which is that's pretty good on the fucking Baltimore Orioles. Right. That's not bad yeah. at all. Well, you because you're not getting a lot of defensive help out there. You're not getting a lot of any help out there. No. I can't imagine like it's mentally good for you either. If you care about wins, yeah, to go out there and be like, I'm not getting a win, and right. this is going to cost me money in the yeah. long term. Yeah, and and then last year, which is you know whatever 453 RA but even last year with a 453 ERA and a .98 whip now how does that fucking work that just means he gave up more home runs yeah. than you should expect and he will regress back that that number will regress to the mean yeah. at some point should be noted also last year only played the east's 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's uh, played the same teams over and over again. Yeah, so you get uh, a lot. They get a lot more looks. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, so but I forget about the rate numbers and look at that whip. If, if you're if yeah, you have whip. a point point nine eight uh, whip and your ERA is four point five three one, you're getting really bad defense. Right, people aren't getting to balls that are hit in play uh, as much. But also, you're giving up a lot of home runs, and that shit usually doesn't stay consistent. Let me look at. Uh, so there's a FIP. You know what FIP is? Mm-mm. It's essentially. Uh, it's essentially what your ERA kind of should be. Oh yeah, if, if with a prop appropriate defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, actually, it should have been worse last year. Apparently. Oh, I'm sorry. His I mean, here, actually here's a better one. Expected his expected ERA according to Fangraphs last year should have been three point zero two. So he should have been a three point zero two ERA. Good lord, man. So he lost a fucking run one point five. Yeah. A run and a half. That's how bad Baltimore's defense sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, why hold on to a starting pitcher if you're costing him 1.5 points on his ERA? Fuck that. I mean, just Think trade, him for, trade him for draft picks at that point. By the way, the difference between that the other way is a Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, if, it was, if, they, if he had a great defense and his ERA was supposed to be 1.3, he would have a 1. fucking uh, – or 1.3 ERA, he would have a 1.5 ERA, right. which is what he has right now, by the way, 1.2. Right. And his whip has steadily been low. Even in that year, 2019, uh, 360 ERA, he only won 12 games and lost 11 because, you know, Baltimore. He's, he's, 1.14 yeah. whip. Yeah. You know what I mean? And his K uh, per walk rates have gone up and stayed consistent. I mean, this, this guy's a legit pitcher. I, could, I definitely would be shocked if he ends up on the Baltimore's roster at the end of the year. It'd be a huge mistake for some team to not pick this dude up because he's legit. And he's probably going to be legit for the next three or four years, to be honest. Well, also... Like, he the- reminds me a lot of Cliff Lee. I think he's going to be one of those guys that has rocky start, rocky finish, but, like, peak years are fucking legit. Uh, somebody's got to snap this guy And, up. actually, to your point, he probably won't be because he's also 28. Yeah, so he's... This is his, what, fourth year in the, in the bigs? Yeah. So he's probably coming up on his last arbitration right. after this season. He, they, well, they, and the, uh, the Baltimore is not going to be able to afford him because his arbitration this year, if he, if he maintains these stats this year or anywhere even close, his arbitration numbers are going to be like 14, 15 million a year right. on, well, based on those numbers. There's the, no way they can afford that. The other thing too is the Orioles are like four years away. Yeah, at least. So you don't need 32-year-old John Means on your team. No, why would you? I mean, you can, to be honest, you let him go now, let him make some money, and maybe when you get good, you can get him back over there if he's still legit. <laughs> right. That's kind of what you're looking for. That's what the Braves did with Charlie Morton. I mean, they let him go and fucking— A million years ago, yeah. yeah. He had success and then came back, and this happened a lot uh, in baseball. Uh, I like this guy. I'm just saying the Yankees, if they pick that dude up with the bullpen they have, I mean, that helps. It helps, but I think they need two. That's their problem. I don't know if you can get two. Kluber— has been okay. He's, he's been a, good. He's got yeah. a three ERA, three oh six ERA. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not uh I wanna say if I remember correctly, not striking a ton of dudes out, but um, you know, whatever. Like he he's pitched fine. His he, whip is one four though. I mean that's yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. That's not especially for the playoffs. If he if he doesn't get that shit down as the year goes on, then he's a problem. But I mean for example, Garrett Cole's whip is point six eight, so uh, oh, that's Garrett. Yeah. But, I mean, if you had Garrett Cole at .68 whip and then you had your number two starter at uh, uh, .71, which is what he's at right now, Johnny Means. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can win. You can absolutely win playoff series with two guys like that and then somebody as good as Corey Kluber. Well, and also 
with a bullpen that you feel comfortable bringing in in the fourth inning. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fucking sure, fine. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the, the Yankees, though, are at least, like, they're in second. They're over 500. Mm-hmm. Their run differential still sucks. But they're, you know, and nobody, even the Braves, the Dodgers, who are in third right now, uh, behind the surprising Giants, um, at least so far. Uh, Buster Posey, by the way, having a bit of a career resurgence. Mm-hmm. Eight home runs already. Fucking going bananas. Is he a Hall of Famer to you? Buster Posey. Yeah. I mean, just real I, quick, you don't no, need to get super into it. No, because uh, there's been no. Uh, is Bernie Williams a Hall of Famer or Paul O'Neill? Bernie Williams didn't win an MVP. He didn't, that's true. But he did perform very well in the playoffs. And I would say most of Buster's fucking fame is from playoff success because he's had some really, really bad years and a lot of injured years as well. I mean, uh, on the field. He fuck in twenty. I mean, his numbers are com- his, his numbers are about like Gary Carter's, but he hit about uh, forty points higher than Gary Carter' career. I think Gary Carter was like a two sixty eight hitter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, dude, Posey right now fifty four wins above replacement. Uh, Affelt said the best framer he's ever seen. Right, but that's I mean I don't know how you quantify that, but I mean look, he's had a lot of great seasons. So I don't. It depends on how. Hall of, I, the Hall of Fame committee votes on catchers. When's the I, last, who's the last catcher that got in? I don't remember. But there, but everyone right now at this point, the consensus is that Molina is a surefire Hall of Famer. And, if, sure, and yeah. if Molina is, I don't know how you keep Posey out. Well, Molina stayed healthy his whole career. I mean, Posey, look at here. I'll just read down the games here. 2010, played 108. So that's part catcher, part part uh, injury, right? Right. 2011, <clears throat> 45, that's a legit injury. Then you got... 148, 148, 147, 150, 146, 140. Okay, those are all normal catcher years, and he's mm-hmm. playing some first base too. Then 105, fine. That's an injury. A little bit of catcher, a little bit of injury. 114, same situation. Uh, and then he skipped last year. He didn't play last year because he, he just they adopted kids. And he but was 2017, playing. he played 99 games of catcher. 2018, 88. Skipped last year, right? This year he's actually only played catcher. Interestingly enough, I think he's on pace for about 145 games right yep. now, which will not he won't sustain that because that'd be stupid of them to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean he's how do you the the guys that I think of as Hall of Fame catchers, right? Like Pudge, if he ever makes it, I don't know if he will. Right? He's in. Did he, is he in? Yeah, okay. he's in. They didn't give him any shit about steroids because he was definitely on steroids. No, so, no, he was just too good of a catcher to. Mm. Yeah, so people like, like Pudge, even fucking Mike Piazza still spent most of his time behind the plate as he was hitting dangers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All those guys, I think of them as catcher first, and I don't know if I necessarily, I, I guess Posey is a catcher first guy, but it's two-thirds of the time and not 100%. I just, I'm playing devil's avocado because I don't know how the Hall of Fame uh, – weighs these things right right i mean but gary carter again is a fucking hall of famer so uh if his numbers are pretty much commensurate with that and look there's i guess the it's the well and you have to go the difficulty of position too. yeah it's the rarity of somebody to put up numbers like that at that position right right so i mean he probably is yeah i guess why not uh speaking of someone that we hope has a hall of fame career tatis jr out Mm -hmm. again with COVID this time though. yes yeah, he's going to end up, um, <clears throat> after this stint on the DL, I think he will have missed like 43% of the games this year so far. It's something crazy. He, he, like hasn't, that, yeah. he hasn't played a full season in a row yet, and that should be uh, a, 
<laughs> that should be concerning for somebody that just gave him a 13 year contract. Yeah. But I mean, look, it's also been a lot of weird shit. It's not like he's had to get Tommy John surgery or fucking had to get knee reconstruction or anything. It's just tic tac right. bullshit all the time. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me, I guess you could say to be devil's avocado. Like you said, uh, Freddie Freeman had some injury issues, but it was always like he get hit, gets hit on the hand by a pitch or some bullshit yeah. like that. And this is, that's to an extent what Tatis is. Obviously COVID is uh, freaky shit because yeah. he wasn't <clears throat> according to the Padres anyway he wasn't doing like Dwayne's ha- Dwayne Haskins shit right like he wasn't at a strip club like up in like eight- well he's in San Diego there's nothing open to do there probably isn't there San Diego not a party city uh not it's in California my man oh uh, that's fair that's fair I forgot what the code but yeah. I, I yeah I don't know uh what else is going on there but <clears throat> it's not just him there's a number of players I think Will Myers is out Will Myers is out Hosmer. testing positive Hosmer Profar and Jorge Mateo are out from contra- contact tracing mm. so that's, they're that's stupid they're missing a lot of dudes right now you would think by the way you have immediate tests so I don't understand what the contact tracing benching is for yeah I don't either it's because this is all made up bullshit um the uh, Padres say what you want dude I'm getting my free Shake Shack fries yeah right uh oof that's the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life I think um but yeah, I don't know what what's their record without him on the field right now without uh, uh, Tatis Jr. I mean, they, they're still pretty competitive without him. Not to, I mean, obviously it's never good to have your best player out, but yeah, especially when he's uh, going banana. I mean, like what twenty? I think I wrote in there twenty three games, nine home runs, mm-hmm. seven stolen bases. I mean, you project that out over yeah. I mean, it's fucking stupid. Um, in the fifteen games he was on the IL, this is prior to COVID. Oh, no, this is actually right now. Right? Oh, sorry, this is from last year. In the 15 games he was on the IL, uh, what is it? Uh, Tatis' spot in the lineup went 10 for 57 last year. Oof. Or in 2019 without him on there. I, like, it's, it's not good. Like, right. you need him out there. It's, it's fucking Yeah, who is their backup uh, shortstop? Do they move... Oh, they used that chem dude. That's right. Didn't he come from fucking Pittsburgh or some shit before? Yeah, and he actually. He from, oh no, he's a new. He's a rookie. He he. This year he uh, he's done okay actually with Tatis out. Mm. Now, granted, part of that, and probably why he won't do as well this time, if uh, since he's playing for him, uh, part of that is he's protected by a lot of smart professional hitters. Mm-hmm. But uh, no Will Myers, no Eric Hosmer. Yeah, it's going to be a rough ten days or however long. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how long is it. Is there, there's a special COVID IL, so it's not the same. I think it's seven. Is it? For yeah, COVID, so yeah. It'll be a rough week, but they'll be fine. I mean, they still, they're, they're getting pretty decent pitching, too, from Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. So, uh, Padres are exciting this year. Lance is leading the league in saves. Yeah. They're pitching. They, they are somebody who, are, who is not going to need to make a pitching move unless they just want to, like, knife in the throat of everybody. Yeah. I mean, if they were able to, to pick up. Uh, means from Baltimore for something or other that would be uh, that's a fucking nightmare yeah, team, that, yeah. that'd be rough I mean you, you you don't really see teams that have four legit one two starters on one team in the playoffs anymore it and just doesn't exist Darvish has been fantastic this yeah. year Snell is Snell <laughs> they still don't have I always forget his name from the dude from the Indians Mus- Musgrove yeah Musgrove yeah I mean they're they're fucking that's a dirty team and if the Dodgers uh, don't get healthy or Something that Affelt brought up uh, on last week's episode that I thought was interesting that I, I kind of knew but didn't think about or whatever. Mm. He's like, "Yeah, man, Clayton finally had a good, uh, finally had a good uh, playoff last year." But here's the thing, man: he was game wise, he wasn't pitching the playoffs. He was pitching in July. Yeah, 
he was only on his whatever fortieth game. Yeah, something like that. What yeah, if, so maybe that's the thing, right? But I mean, if you if that's the premise, the Dodgers damn sure better be fucking faking some injuries for him this year, right? Let him take some time off. Yeah, I mean, to be at, at this point in his career, uh, maybe he's looking at the total stats. He's he's he might be the last guy to enter Major League Baseball that has a legit shot at three hundred wins. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think he has a legit shot at it, but uh, what is he at, 140 or 160 now or something? He's shit? over 200, I think. Oh, Rob, sorry, yeah. No, he's not over 200. Kershaw? Yeah, I don't think so. If he's not over 200, he has no fucking shot. I thought he was at like... Uh, oh, oh, he's 180. Yeah, 180, that's it, yeah. <laughs> he's so got no shot at 300. 120 wins, and what is he, 33? He'll be 34. Yeah. Uh, he oh, has, no, he's 33. This is his 33. He year. has no shot at 300 So wins. he's probably got five years left. He would have to win fucking 25 games a year, basically. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not winning 300 games. No, um, <clears throat> he was the last guy that entered the league that did have a shot, and I I would say Verlander is probably the only guy that actually has a shot if he well, comes back and is healthy for three or four more years. I'll um, say if uh, Degrom didn't play for the Mets, yeah, well, I, I mean, still we don't know what his uh, long game is going to look like, but yeah, it is that is interesting. We'll see what happens over there. God damn, dude. Uh, I mean, Kershaw's only got three more wins than Scherzer. Yeah. And it feels like they've really been pitching for the same amount of time, but Kershaw has been good a lot longer than Scherzer has. Scherzer took like four years in the league to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh Scherzer's actually um what three he's three years older, right? Yeah. So he gets started. No, he's later. yeah, he's three he's three and a half years older. Mm. Yeah, so he's got no shot either. But, I mean, look, they'll both get up to 200, which I think will be the they're, new They're measure. both Hall of Famers. It's fine. Like, Probably. It's not. Well, he's, uh, Scherzer's won multiple fucking uh, Cy Youngs now, right? Yeah, so is Kershaw. Yeah, Scherzer so, has three. Kershaw, yeah. has, Kershaw also has an MVP. Yeah. So uh, they're, yeah, they're in. It's and, not, that's and, not, and they'll both get 3,000 strikeouts. And Verlander as well is a definite Hall of Famer. Um, I'm trying to think of the other older pitchers that are around right now that might be. Granky. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Probably, yeah. Probably, although he's uh, he's up and down this year so far. Yeah. But he, that's, that's he's older than he, both of them. Yeah, he's 37. I think he'll yep. be 38 this year. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? He's got some sponsors. Mm. A little Sweet. Kill Cliff. Yeah, I just drank some. They have uh, the Ignite uh, flavor. Or I'm sorry, Ignite has the Joe Rogan uh, uh, Flaming Joe flavor now. It's It's pineapple jalapeno. Very good. Zero sugar, 100 and uh, how many grams of caffeine? I think it's 150 milligrams of clean caffeine or 180, something like that. Yeah, this stuff is great. It is. I got back here. Uh, I was on my uh, baby moon mm. this weekend, and I got back here on Monday. We Our flight landed at like 1230 a.m. Um, Sunday night, and I'd been... Had a couple beers in the center of the airport just because I hate airports fucking suck. Mm. And uh, I'd been drinking a shit ton all weekend um, while my wife did not. And uh, I had a kill. Like, that is the only energy energy drink I've ever had that makes me feel good. Well, it's got magnesium and B vitamins and all kinds of shit yeah. in there. I mean, it, it's it's not. Uh, it's it, not, a, not a Red Bull. No, it's not. Like, it doesn't taste like wet car keys. No. Uh, it's got a lot of potassium in it. You know, it's got it's stuff that's actually good for you. Now, Keep in mind, this stuff was developed by Navy SEALs, and it was originally developed to be workout supplements, right? They just figured, like, shit, this is so good. Let's, everybody's drinking energy drinks now. Let's just fucking make this an actual right. energy drink. But it was originally designed for people that eat and drink clean all the time. So this is one of those ones you can pick up in the store 
or buy from uh, uh, killcliff.com using the code Drink It Bros and not have to worry about it having 30 or 40 grams of bucket sugar in it, right. which is disgusting, by the way. Uh, that's actually a cool story. I didn't realize that. Uh, very similar to the Gatorade story. Yeah, except for uh, there were no college professors involved, only Navy SEALs, so they were a lot less worried about uh, 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 books and more worried about their haircuts <laughs> and writing books, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Are they good book writers? Uh, Navy SEALs aren't necessarily good book writers, just prolific ones. Yes. Right? Well, yeah. I've been reading a lot of stuff lately that says the best writers are the ones who just write the most. Uh, well, shit. If that's the case, then Navy SEALs definitely are leading the league in writing books. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this stuff is it's really good. It's, and they put a lot of thought and effort into all their products. We're going to start working on a Drink of Rose flavor with them soon. I, I can't get enough of it to the point where... When we're in between shipments, I just get like uh, Tyrone Biggums like scratching my neck. Like, well, fuck, yeah. man, I need some. Luckily, they sent us like a fucking pallet of this bullshit uh, of all sorts of different stuff, including yeah. uh, the CBD drink, uh, which we all love. Uh, if you've had the the uh, Flaming Joe and CBD, it tastes, the, this is the energy drink version. It tastes exactly the same. So if you like that flavor, you're definitely going to enjoy this. Uh, you can find it in HEBs if you're here in Texas. I don't know if they have the Flaming Joe Ignite. They have a lot of good flavors, though. Like, it's, yeah, yeah they, I mean, it's not like that's our one favorite I, flavor. No, I think they have the, I think they have all the flavors except for Flaming Joe in the stores right now, and these will be in the stores pretty soon. But for now, you can buy it on the interwebs at killcliff.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros. Drinking Bros. Drinking Bros. If you're drinking bros, they will come. You know what's not whispering is um, the city of Oakland. Uh, nor, nor the MLB. Yeah, it's been going on for a fucking decade now. Um, and you were, I, I, I'm actually very excited to hear about this from you because you were yeah. an Oakland resident for a while. Yeah, for about seven years. I mean, I lived there. So when I would live there, they were trying to move. Uh, it would, this, now, when I moved there, when I originally moved there, it was before the Warriors were good. Right. And uh, I had well, stopped. They were interesting, though. They were interesting, they had their, yeah. They had their pieces at they that were, point. They were a bubble team, but they weren't like, yeah. I mean, I moved there in 2012, I think. Right. So they had Steph technically. And then I think they drafted Clay and Draymond in the following years. And they had David Lee when David Lee was still good. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a big part of that first championship. Uh, but <clears throat> they didn't have Iguodala yet. Draymond Green had not figured out who he was as a basketball player yet. Right. But, you know, anyways, back then, nobody was really talking about moving the the Warriors because they hadn't won a championship in like 35 years, right? So and they like, were mostly the dog shit of the yeah. league. As- aside from maybe the most fun first round NBA series I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, I mean, they, they did overproduce in the playoffs a couple of times, actually. That, that, that Baron Davis takedown of the number one Dirk Nowitzki Mavs. Yeah, <sighs> pretty funny, to be honest. That was hysterical. I'll say also Monte Ellis on that team. Yeah. It was fun. Monta yeah. Ellis was a good time. Yeah, they were fun, but nobody, they weren't good enough where anybody really gave a shit about anything. Uh, and it was fine for them to be in a shitty small market like that. And as soon as they had a run of three or four years of good games, they went out and bought that fucking new arena in San Francisco and blah, 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 right? Now, the A's, conversely, have been good regular season team for 20 years now, more or less. They have a down year here and there, but for the right. most part, they make the playoffs every goddamn year. Also, it should be noted Three championships in the city of Oakland for the A's? 72, 3, and 89, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, people forget this. The third most prolific championship, championship team in Major League Baseball is 
the Oakland A's. Yeah, which is weird because the Yankees have 27. Right. It goes the Yankees, Cardinals. Or uh, Cardinals, yeah. A's. Yeah. And then uh, the Dodgers have two, right? I think NLA. Uh, oh, in L.A., yes. 88 and... Yes, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, just in terms of overall, it goes, yeah, yeah. It goes Yankees, Cardinals, A's. Mm. How many in Philly? Uh, most. Most of them. Because they have, like, nine... No, they have eight, I think, and five of them were in Philly. None of them were in Kansas City, I can tell you that. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, that, they weren't... Were they even part... Oh, they won 70... They, they won 74 as well? Oh, so they got four in Oakland? Yeah. So okay. there you go. So, so four and four, I guess. Yeah. At any rate, uh, so Oakland has been good. They had some down years in the late 90s, I guess, um, yeah. after McGuire left and after yep. that team kind of broke up. But they were pretty good in the late, uh, the late 80s and early 90s. They were great in the early 70s. They won multiple championships. Right. Uh, and they have been consistently good regular season team, at least, for 20 years, right? More or less. Well, uh, yeah, about On 20 and off. years. Like never They've they've had like three bad seasons, I yeah, think. No, I mean, and even when they even when they don't make the playoffs a lot of times, more often than not, they're on the bubble for a while. Yeah. Like you can watch them in July and be hopeful. Yeah. And they they or or they're making a big run in, in the at the end of the year whether they make it right. all the way or not. That and the reason I bring all that up is because this is still a small market team, but it has been very good for a very long time. And this, so this is not a new conversation. They've been trying to move this team forever. Well, they actually, the, the ownership of the Oakland A's have made all kinds of deals to try to stay there to their detriment. Keep staying in that old shitty stadium. Yeah. Um, they tried to make an offer on the land at Jack London Square, and the city wouldn't give it to them, right? Now, they wanted to pay half of its value, and for a, a, a political base like Oakland, you're not going to talk them into spending money. I mean, it's the same thing that happened in Seattle. That's why the fucking Supersonics left. Right. You're not going to convince a bunch of liberal people to spend money. And to be, fri- to be fair, they're right. You shouldn't do that because... So who was it that fucking did this study? I don't know if it was uh, Nate Silver or somebody else, but somebody did a study on the economic value of building a new sports stadium and, and subsidizing it, and you never make your money back ever. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. You don't even get... I think you get like 60% return or something like that. Yeah. So probably don't do it, but it is unfortunate. Now Major League Baseball has had enough. And they want the team out of Oakland, and I don't blame them. Well, I mean, it's, it is a business after the, all. The, the, the other part of that, though, is, is that Oakland is always typically near the bottom of attendance, right? Uh, yeah. They I mean, don't have good attendance. And you can no. blame part of that on the stadium, but there are fan bases who would not be deterred by a stadium, a shitty stadium. No, some people don't care. They just want to see the team, right? Right. Uh, and I'm not, they, it's not like they're doing a whole lot to market the team at Oakland, right? There's yeah. a, look, in, in, in the city of uh, Oakland proper, I think there's 450,000 people, 500,000 people. But fuck city proper shit. It's yeah. all about metro. The metro is like probably four and a half mil, plus Sacramento are, are uh, uh, very frequently people over there because that's where the AAA team is, are, uh, are big fans of the A's <clears throat> everywhere south. Until you get and, to like well, and presumably LA country. Sacramento is within the TV market. Uh, yeah, I would I would expect so. Uh, but you know the Giants are there too. The Giants have rights over San Jose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So even though they don't exercise the rights, so that was another thing. Oakland, the A's tried to move to San Jose, and uh, the Giants would not relinquish their TV yeah. rights there, so they couldn't do that. So the team has tried. Uh, now they've tried by begging the city for free money. And look, if you're the owner of the A's and you can't afford to build the new stadium, sell them because you don't deserve to have the team, dude. It's not a fucking, uh, this is a business. Right. So get the fuck out of the way and and let these guys do stuff. And by the way, 
the Oakland A's are in Oakland, California, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, all right. So think about that. Just the, the city twice the size of what I'm about to mention and all this shit. The Kansas City Royals just sold for a billion. Yeah. A billion. That is a like sixth tier American sports franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand why the A's aren't already in Vegas. They should have been there years ago. Is Vegas your number? So that's where I want them to go. You want them to go. To, why do you want them to go to Vegas? Because Vegas is dope as fuck, man. <laughs> and it'll sell out every fucking game. Have you ever been to a live sports event in Vegas? Because uh, I've been to probably 25 uh, Golden Knights games, including uh, 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 Stanley Cup games. Uh, and it is the loudest shit I've ever heard in my life. People are there. Not only do you get a great home crowd, so 83% of all the t- uh, first-year season tickets for the Vegas Golden Knights sold were Clark County residents. They right. did that on purpose. There's a huge home crowd, but there's also about one-third of the audience every single night that's from whatever town that team is from because people travel, travel to Vegas right. to do shit, right? That's just how it works for conventions or for fun or whatever it is. It is a great fucking or, sports town. Or just people being like, hey, dude, we're playing in Vegas on this one Saturday and whatever, yeah, fucking February. Let's yeah. go. Well, especially from fucking Buffalo or something. You just- dude, the ter- I think the biggest turnout I've ever seen for a visiting team in any fucking professional sports arena was the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs showing up to yeah. Vegas. I mean, it was a, a sea of blue hats and, and sweaters and shit. I'm like, holy shit. I thought we were going to get into a fight, but then I realized <laughs> hockey fans are pretty nice. Yeah. We actually like, have a video of a Padres-Rockies fight right now. If oh, you want boy. To yeah, it, just, it. it happened yesterday. Oh, yeah, please. It's the UFC-MLB crossover. Yeah. Uh, it can't I'll, be any I'll better than fucking one. Kyle Farnsworth spearing that dude and then fucking his shit up. Oh, oh this, this, is in the, this is in the stands, I see. Yeah, I thought you meant already, on the field. This guy already looks angry. Yeah. Yeah. It is now at third. Tommy Pham, who reached out an error, is at second. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a KO. Left him. Oh, oh, but he's going <laughs> down now. Oh. oh, no, he holds his own. Yeah, he just kind of takes all the Rocky fans. It is now at third. You notice that Tommy body lock Pham there at the end to protect himself. Is at second. <laughs> Good aim. Shallow. Isn't there a fucking This is why I like hockey There's something called a third man in rule If two guys are fighting and a third guy shows up He gets fucking hammered Suspended, ejected, the whole deal yeah. That's what baseball needs Fuck all this time wasting, benches clearing bullshit Two guys that I have all, I've hated this since I was a child Since the fucking playground, since uh, youth sports Two dudes start mouthing each other And they want to fucking bump around and have People hold them back to demonstrate their power. It's like some weird India-Pakistan fucking dance they do every year to demonstrate their fucking prowess. Shut the fuck up, fight, get it over with so we can get back to playing this game. Right. You know what I mean? That way we don't have to worry about people getting hit later in the game and having to do this whole fucking dumbass benches-clearing bullshit again. Let them fight. Third man in, you're gone. You're ejected. You're suspended for fucking 50 games. You're out. Solve this fucking problem right there for you. You're welcome, folks. Uh, so there is one argument against Las Vegas that I keep seeing that I think is really stupid, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, the main outcry of people online and stuff like that is there's literally no fucking secondary market. Essentially, there's no other city close to Las Vegas where they can bleed off. The fuck you talking about? Yeah. They've been doing it to the Raiders for years. And they're doing it right now. The L.A. football crowd is not watching the goddamn Chargers. They're watching the goddamn Vegas Raiders. Right. Motherfucker. Get, get out of here with that bullshit. Plus, their, their uh, uh, AAA team is in Sacramento, which is not very far away from Las Vegas. 
I mean, you can drive from Sacramento to Vegas in, what, seven hours, I think, something like that. And from L.A. to Vegas, it's like four and a half. Mm-hmm. Get fucked. What are you talking about? There's no secondary market. That's what they keep screaming. Yeah, well, that does. I mean, they should learn how to do fucking math. <laughs> I'm just saying, what, do you, what would you think about uh, Austin making a bid for it? Or, or Austin, San Antonio, and some kind of in-between Texas Rangers San situation? San Marcos or something? Yeah. What yeah. would you think about a bid like that? San Marcos uh, being in Arlington between... Uh, uh, Austin and San Antonio would probably be pretty good. Yeah. It, it, well, first off, I mean Austin's G- got G- about a million people. San Antonio's got about one seven, one eight, something like that. Uh, so Austin Metro that includes San Marcos. I'm just talking about the city. Yeah, Austin's about a million on yeah. just the city. Yeah, yeah. but the Metro is two two. Yeah, the Metro is two two, and then the San Antonio Metro is like, uh, well, not the San Antonio Metro, just San Antonio itself. I think is one eight, something like that. It's like Sa- the seventh biggest city in the country. So. Sa- San Antonio is one of those cities where it's like a big city. Yeah, right. It's a sprawl. It's a yeah. big city yeah. proper. What, what would you think about that type of situation? I mean, I would love it, obviously, because I could drive 40 minutes, 30 minutes and watch a goddamn right. baseball game. That would be the best possible scenario for me, but I don't think it's going to happen. You don't think? I mean, I, to be honest, if Elon Musk decided he liked baseball and wanted to buy a baseball team and bring it here, yeah. I'm pretty sure he can get it done. You know what I mean? Because he's the kind of owner you want. If you're a fucking, uh, whether you're a. Uh, well, you, uh, there is another guy in Texas who's wanted to own a baseball team for a while. Uh, Matthew McConaughey? No. Uh, Jesus? Fucking cubes. Mark Cuban? Yeah, I don't like Mark Cuban. No, no I, that's, like I'm, I'm kidding. I love Mark Cuban. I don't <laughs> like him for this. Okay. Because there's already a team up there, and I don't know if he would... I think he would be more apt to try to buy the Rangers than he would. Well, he tried to buy the Cubs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, look, if he can bring one down here, he obviously can't put it up there. In, no, in no, the no, 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 no. But if he bought... I don't care who owns the team, and if it came down here, it'd be great for everybody. And there's Austin, no... Austin, this whole area are huge fucking sports fans. When we, we, I talked about this to you the other day offline. Uh... Baseball is like the perfect Austin sport. What, every, what everyone likes to do here is sit out in the heat and just drink for hours on end. Mm. All you need is shaded bleachers, and you are in the top fifteen in attendance every know, fucking year. You don't even you only need you don't even need that many shaded bleachers. You just need that for the white people, right? Like the forty percent of the crowd or so that's going to be uh, Mexican, also huge baseball fans. Well, so I don't like that theory because uh, Miami's full of Cubans and they can only get 12 people to show up every game. Miami has better things to do than fucking sit out in the fucking sun <laughs> and watch a baseball that, that's game. That's a terrible argument, Bob. Plus, All right, fair the, enough. the Marlins have sucked for the most part. They, got, they, were, they were very fortunate last year, but for the most part, that's a shitty team. And to be honest, getting fans in the seats in any Southern Florida uh, uh, game other than college has been a problem for a while now. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, even the Dolphins, when they're yeah. good or kind of whatever. Yeah. Now, it has, it's been since the fucking uh, mid to late 80s since they've had any kind of good attendance down there. Well, the Heat, I assume. But the NBA yeah. is not hard to sell out. No. Well, I mean, the Heat couldn't even keep their fucking fans in the stadium for the games. <laughs> like, they would leave earlier when they thought the... Cause it's just like an L.A. kind of situation. L.A. people go because... Dodger Stadium makes a fucking spectacle of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, oh, look, fucking Jerry Seinfeld here today or some And all their fucking, uh, the entire pregame broadcast uh, inside the stadium is celebrities telling you not to walk up and down the aisles or, or just to obey the rules yeah. if you need whatever the fuck. So it's a big spectacle there. They're taking what L.A. is and turning it into a marketing apparatus for the team. Miami's never done that. You know what I mean? There's, right. There's, it just doesn't exist. So... Uh, that that fucking stadium should look like 
uh, some of the newer, I mean, they have a new stadium there, but they should be like decked out with fucking uh, swimming pools and all kinds of crazy shit. Make it a fucking palace. Miami? To Miami, yeah. It is. I know it's not as good as it should be. They have swimming pools and, and a club. They have a club. I like the club, but they're not, they haven't been able to use it yet, I guess. Now they're starting to use it. So maybe it'll get better there. Okay. But it's got to be an event for people in Miami to come there and pay attention to those games. It's got to be an event. Well, the thing is actually, you don't really need them to pay attention to the games. You need to just show up and drink and yeah. then maybe cheer. Once when something happens randomly, but right. like I feel like a lot of people go to Dodger Stadium because they want to see which celebrities are there that day. Yeah, something like a Lakers game, right? Yeah, like you're just like, oh look, there's Jack yeah, Nicholson's corpse. But you don't have like the. Have you been to like minor league baseball games around here? Yeah, Round Rock. Yeah, yeah. People just sit around and drink Tall Boys, and yeah. it's a great time. That's what I think is is Austin's main appeal for baseball is people will be like, especially if you do it right, you can be like, mm. people be like, dude, I don't know, fuck Rainy Street today, like. Let's just go drop 30 on a ticket and get drunk at the game for a couple hours. Yeah, especially if they put some kind of, uh, like, high-speed rail along that line from here to San Marcos to San Antonio. Right. Something like that would be – it would crush. Yeah. I mean, it would just be great. And it would also – it would also fucking turn – it would effectively turn uh, Austin and San Antonio into what you have in the Bay Area, which is a very large metro area with, you know, fucking five million people, right. basically, which, which is huge spending power. It's going to become that anyway, one way or the other. Yeah. With the way just re- real estate prices and everything are going, like people mm-hmm. are going to move south or north or whatever the fuck. And yeah. Yeah, it's eventually going to combine. Um, but I like it. I like, I mean, I, look, Austin would be better for me than Vegas, obviously. I think I, I think it's a better option, and there's no here's the thing there's no baseball loyalty here the way there is football loyalty. I understand why you wouldn't want to put an NFL team in San Antonio, right? Everyone's Cowboys fans, and you can't bleed off Houston any more than you already do from the Cowboys. Right. And and there's no Jerry Jones in baseball, right. right? In Texas anyway, so there's no there's no owner. Well, if Mark Cuban or or, um, or Elon Musk bought the team there would certainly be a new jerry jones well, yeah which i'm all, all yeah. fucking about yeah i mean uh, we, we haven't really seen uh, a loudmouth baseball owner except for march shot but she said some words well, she shouldn't have said right and you, had to well, get you, banned forever it's steinbrenner and turner yeah i mean ted turner only only like in the 80s though he kind of shut up after a while he did. and steinbrenner uh, he, he was more of a dick behind the scenes he got more play because of seinfeld than he did because of his own actions i think <laughs> They just made Costanza work for him. He was kind of a media darling in the mid to late 90s. Or media, not darling, but he yeah. was kind of like, people went to him for, he was like baseball Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Like people were like, what's this, what's this guy saying? Yeah. Like I need a quote from this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, look, we need that. We need, I, I like when Mark Cuban is at the games rooting for his team and getting, exciting, getting excited when they win. Because my idea of a sports owner is some fucking dumb dumb billionaire who bought it for vanity's sake like i want to be a baseball owner so he bought it and he doesn't pay any attention to the team yeah you know what i mean and and because yes it is a business but part of the business is branding and you brand better when you win you know what i mean that's why the clippers had the best they were the only team in the nba in the green for years and they sucked the whole time but there was a price to pay for that right like they nobody they one they couldn't they never were able to build their own arena they stayed in Staples Center and they were second place at Staples Center forever yeah that's why they ended up uh, finally building this new arena they they're building but uh, there was a price to pay for that shit they never became a dominant team and even when they do go out and spend a bunch of money look at it now I mean did you think you would be seeing the season out of them with those elements on that team that you're seeing 
Or would you would you have thought you would see the collapse in the playoffs last year from those guys? Because <laughs> yeah. Kawhi Leonard's supposed well, to be a fucking ice man, right? That he's so fucking overrated, it's insane. He certainly is uh, this year. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if he's overrated now. I think maybe maybe it's catching up to him. I think he has done his best work when he's had great, hard not hard headed, but just great, really intelligent guards, right? Yeah. When did he have that? He had that in Toronto. He had that in San Antonio. Yeah, I don't know why people thought. I mean, I guess it's a great defensive situation to have him and Paul George on the same team. But the way they both move and operate with and without the ball doesn't seem like a great fit on the court. They don't. I mean? And who's their guard? Where's the guard on that team? I mean, team? Patrick Beverly for a while, but he only plays defense. And that's the thing. He's not good enough. You, no. need, you need the fucking Toronto guards or you need fucking Tony Parker. Like, you, yeah. the guards they have now. And Ginobili, too, yeah. 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 Uh, Ginobili and, what, and Parker. Yeah, it's yeah. just not doesn't work. Uh, anyway, I have some big exciting news. I'm going to skip this Otani stuff. Uh, just uh, well, real quick, I'll just say Otani, first guy since Babe Ruth to lead the league in home runs while starting a game on the mound. Yeah, 1919 was yeah. the last time that happened. So if you're wondering, it's been over a hundred years. Yeah, and uh, some fucking some Asian did it. Yep, pretty we, ironic. We got to get him. This <laughs> every time if I was up if I was hitting against Otani every time I hit a home run I would yell This is for Pearl Harbor, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And he would be like, what are you talking about, dude? I wasn't alive then. Is that um, me? Yeah. That, was, that wasn't me. Uh, uh, yeah, get the, uh, get the Angels out of L.A. Yeah, fuck. They're the Chargers. Maybe move them here to Austin and, and move. You I fucking mean, should. Yeah. You fucking should. It's a, get them why, the fuck out why, of there. Why share a TV market with, like, especially now, because now that the Padres look like they're going to be good for a long time, now you're not siphoning off any of their shit anymore either. You're, any of it. You're only getting the fucking scraps from the L.A. market. Yeah. I guarantee you, hardcore Dodgers fans, I don't care how great Trout is. They're not tuning in to fucking Angels games. They don't Angels give a games. shit. Yeah. That, that TV contract's got to suck for them. They're way behind the eight ball. you got to get the fuck out yeah. of there. Not to mention the worst uniforms in baseball, maybe. I mean, they're close to it. They need to go back to Not the, the worst of all time, though. We'll do a show one of these days about the worst baseball uniforms of all time. Actually, uh... Do you guys want to pull up the White Sox shorts. uniforms where they wore shorts? I knew you were going to say that. Uh, and then there's the, Air, the uh, Astro Starburst uniform back in the day. The which, Tequila Sunrise? Yeah. That's a great no, uniform. No, Nolan Ryan and Mike Scott both said they hated that oh, more than anything they ever wore in their careers. I own one of those pullovers. You go to Minute Maid, those are everywhere. Yeah, those I'm are sure great. they are. Those it's are so, fantastic. It's so ugly. It's like drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. We made, it, we made a shitty-ass beer cool. Like, oh, this sucks really bad. Here, have some. Nah. I only drink beer that fucking sucks, man. <laughs> Fuck that. What those are you, are some g- kind of pussy? PBR is disgusting. PBR is disgusting. So is Lone Star, by the way. But those yeah. uniforms are great. These uniforms are not great. Show me the No, fucking, not the, the White Sox ones are dog shit. Show me the White Sox one first. The White Sox ones are legitimately now this looks like a goddamn beer league yeah this looks like a softball beer league i don't know what they were thinking i mean it's hilarious to be honest and you you know that it was born out of some drug fucking uh uh, bender that somebody went on over the weekend like you know what we should do we should go out shorts man fucking hot out here like (laughs) oh we should go out in shorts and he ripped a big fucking line of cocaine off the ground uh no don't do that this was during this was during the uh, disco Fire era. Yeah. Show me the uh, show me the fucking Astro Starburst uniform. Those are sexy. Those are sexy. It's not. I don't care it's, what anyone it's says. It's fucking horrible. They're fucking hot. And you'll, I, you'll pro- it'll probably be a picture of Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan or Mike Scott, to be honest. Yeah, there's Nolan right there. No, not that guy. You can show that guy because it's a good-ass uniform. It's not. This is horrible. It looks like a fucking... That's a great uniform. It looks like a candy wrapper. No, it's that's stupid. a good... That's, no. that's a good uniform. Look at the guy's face. You can tell he doesn't like it. <laughs> It looks like something I would wear to a gay nightclub. I don't like yeah. the I don't like the number on the pants. I'll give you that. 
I don't no, nothing about any of this is good. The That's fucking great. the the weathered orange hat. Orange should not be a part of any of this. I love orange as no. a as a color. The no. the current Astros ones are great too. No. I, anyway, out of those, are, whatever. Fuck it, I don't care. Those are great uniforms. You disagree? That's fine. Well, I Ivan Huerta agrees, but he's fucking uh, Latinx over there, so he probably does like all the loud colors. Are you in Miami, Ivan Huerta? Son of a bitch. He actually has uh, drum music playing constantly in his... House music, yeah. yeah it's constantly, yeah. Or it's fucking reggaeton. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I have big news, though. Baseball cards are back. Yeah, I heard that. They're back so much that people are so excited over them because they're collectibles uh, that Target has stopped selling them due to safety concerns. Safety? What, people are, like, robbing each other in the parking lot? Uh, literally, yeah. Ooh. Uh, Target st- also stopped selling NFL, NBA, and Pokemon cards. Came after, uh, so at 8 a.m. on Fridays, they'll like dump all the new cards out, and you can go, and collectors apparently just show up and buy as many of them as they can Pokemon, baseball, football, everything. Can't you just buy this shit on the internet? You like, can also. Why do you have to show up? Yeah, I don't fucking know. But you can also do that. Like Target delivers now. Yeah. So what the fuck? You, I don't know. You just get them first in the fucking store. No, man. Well, this you guy- make it here. What you actually do to pre- prevent all this violence is, uh, in the first place, the traders sh- should have been going and paying off the Target employees to only sell to them. Yes, I agree with that. There should have been there should have been corruption. Yes, and that's- corruption stops a lot of bullshit. That's why I'm corrupt <laughs> as fuck all the time. Fuck you guys. Uh, but yeah, so a guy in Brookfield, Wisconsin, showed up 8 a.m. Bought as many as he could. Walking out in the parking lot with a full-ass box of fucking what were probably Magic Carps and Kevin Gossman cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got jumped by four other guys who were like, what the fuck? You bought all the cards or something like that. So uh, they weren't there to rob. They were just mad that he was hoarding, I, I guess? think it was a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Mm. They were like, let's rob him because he hoards. Well, that's a target-rich environment, man. I mean, look, there's no better place to rob somebody than right outside an ATM, right? That's why fucking homeless dicks park themselves outside, themselves outside there all the time. Yeah. Like... That, there's a joke in something. I got to get to this ATM before the homeless guy pulls up for the night. It was uh, The Office. Was it? Robert California said that shit. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, it's a good strategy, I guess. I mean, I don't know if not selling baseball cards is the problem. It's, this, is, this is a fucking, uh, the, the true ignorance of modern society. We see, we see symptoms, and then we correct uh, 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 stuff that doesn't need to be corrected, right? So, like, you have uh, a cold, but you only fix the runny nose? Well, no, you have a cold, and instead you shoot yourself in the fucking foot <laughs> with a shotgun. Like, it, the whole thing with guns, you see 70, or 67% of all uh, uh, gun deaths are suicide, right? Right. And no one's willing to say that that might be a mental health issue. Right. And not necessarily a piece of metal and plastic put it's, together. It's I, Actually, it's terrorists. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, sure. Um this is this is weird to me that they would just stop selling. But anyways, yeah. Well, it was cards it was one of it was one of many. So there are a lot of like verbal in, other like verbal instances in stores and and like kind of like shoving altercations. Mm. And they were just like, oh fuck. By the way, the guy had a concealed carry. Speaking of guns, and was able to uh, get his gun out and kind of be like, get the fuck away from me. He he didn't shoot anybody. Didn't fire any shots. And the guys ran off and got arrested. Yeah. Apparently for like assault and strangulation, all this shit. Like is strangulation were, a crime? Because I've been doing that a lot. To yourself? Well, to whomever will let me, really. Uh, yeah, as long as you have consent, it's, it's perfect. Mm. Yeah, this, this guy was like, I don't consent. As that's that's what I say anytime anybody tries to talk to me in person anymore. <laughs> I say, I do not consent to this conversation. 
fuck out. Your words are violence. Yeah, your words are violence against me. That's I'm, actually how you should end every podcast. I no longer consent to this conversation. Yeah, just actually, get the fuck off. Uh, maybe I should make, do you guys like anti-social t-shirts? Because maybe I can make something like that. That's like, I don't consent to this conversation. Please don't talk to me. I like that. Those uh, will sound like gangbusters. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, the merch store is back. Um, we had it turned off for a couple of days, about a week and a half, I think. So we could uh, update some shit, add some new products. Uh, we added, uh, there's hoodies on there now, there's sweaters, and all the designs that were on there before. We've also added a couple of new designs, including uh, a, uh, a no room for hate thing where you see protesters and cops uh, butt-fucking each other. And uh, there's another one that's, um, God damn it, what is it? It's uh, the Three Stooges thing with... Uh, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and fucking Nancy Pelosi because they're just three of the that's fucking good, biggest goobers of all time. That's a good uncle t-shirt? Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's one your uncle shows up to at Thanksgiving and he's wearing this t-shirt and you're like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I don't even have to argue. He's going to do it all for me. Yeah, it's a, uh, that's a, I mean, I honestly, like, yeah. I, I, uh, I voted for Joe Biden. I might buy that for, like, all of my uncles who did not. Yeah. Because uh, they will enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, so... Yeah, we're going to have that one out. I've also got a couple more new designs coming out here pretty soon. One of them is uh, to memorialize uh, Bob Baffert, <laughs> who we all know now as the owner of, uh, was it Medina Spirit? I think the whole yeah, yeah, name yeah. was. So I, I just kept seeing these goddamn, uh, every single day, it was like horse fails drug tests. And I was like, it, I'm like, man, I just thought about myself and all the drug tests I've passed somehow. Uh, and it was like, you know, it'd be funny is if that, cause we were talking about, did you guys watch? I don't know if everybody watched the fucking pregame thing we did for the, for the race. We did like a 30 minute show from the hotel before the Kentucky Derby. Right. And basically what we were talking about the whole time is getting these horses all souped up on one drug or another. And I came up with this idea called a cocaine carrot. It's a carrot. It's covered in cocaine, right? You Mm -hmm. just feed it to the fucking horse. Gets all amped up. So now got this new shirt coming out. And it's uh, newspaper clipping, basically. And there's a horse ripping off a line of cocaine on the front of it. Oh, so you I, showed me that, yeah. Yeah, so I think you guys are going to enjoy that. That's uh, a good one. Just to address some of this shit in the chat here, yeah, we do need jorts to go along with uh, some of this stuff, particularly the gay for straight shirt. Have jorts and then cut the sleeves off of that bitch and then show up at church. That, right. Depending, it, depending on the denomination, that's uh, acceptable at times. Well, I think, uh, you know, regardless of the denomination in Texas, people are going to have a hard time saying anything about that, to be honest. You know what I mean? It's, it's like uh, you don't want to say anything negative about George Strait. No. Especially not in the house of the Lord. Many churches are for George Strait, yeah. if we're, if we're uh, being honest. Uh, we need thigh highs. What the fuck are thigh highs? What I think that's that? cutoffs. I think that's the same thing as cutoffs. They're extremely high cutoffs. Yeah. Oh, I thought thigh highs were like fucking boots that sluts wore. Uh, they are as well. Because I like those, and I like sluts too, by the way. I would never use that word in a denigrating way. Oh, ever. no. We're, With we're, honor. We're pro-slut yeah. here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am, I am yes. certainly pro-slut. <laughs> Fuck is that? Why would you not be pro-slut? It doesn't. Yeah. Like, that's like somebody being anti-alcohol. Well, it's, like, it's more like being like, you know who I want to marry? A girl who doesn't like to fuck me. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, look, guys have made that mistake for a long time. It's true. It's true. So, Most of the 1950s. Yeah. Uh, well, that, all the women were all hopped up on fucking methamphetamines back then. Does it count if it's begrudging? No. Oh. No, Where's the line between begrudging and non-consent? <laughs> I mean. When they come. Uh, mm. 
asking for a friend. <laughs> my wife, who is my best friend, I'm asking for her. Because she doesn't want you near her right now. Yeah. Probably, no, right? No, well, no. We, did it, we did it once while she was pregnant, and mm. she was like, never again. That was awful. We'll see. For how, me. how far along is she now? She's halfway. Sometime around uh, seven and a half months, uh, hormones get wild. It can go one of two directions. One of the directions is wants to get fucked all the time. Mm-hmm. The other one is if you look at me, I'll fucking stab you. Okay. Right? So keep, keep your head up for potential sex opportunities or knives. Man. I don't know which one's more upsetting, to be honest. Well, I mean... If I, apparently, the baby's sitting pretty low. So, like, how close is my dick going to be to its hand? Not close at all. Nope. Baby's upside down, man. And your dick's not that big. <laughs> well, touche. I mean, you're more likely to hit a foot, right? Don't babies sit... They don't, they're not upside down in there, are they? No, it comes no. out head first. Well, shit. Yeah. yeah. So the baby's just upside down for now. No wonder they're fucking crying and acting like assholes. Well, I think it's, they're kind of sideways, and then they kind of, kind of shift in birth. Mm, they kind I of see. get into it. I don't know. I'll I ask see. my wife. Anyway, uh, final thoughts. I'm just going to – we don't need to actually go into this. Uh, just quick thought, A-Rod buying the T-Wolves. He bought them, officially. Anything that A-Rod does, I'm against, unless it's fucking getting off of this planet. Yeah, I kind of think uh, that is somehow the Timberwolves are going to be worse run now. Then they could have possibly already. This is the team that drafted Johnny Flynn over uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a fucking piece of shit, but he's not dumb. Like, when you hear him talking about baseball, he knows fucking baseball about, really well. About baseball. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's been a pretty smart businessman, too. So maybe he figures it out. I don't know. You never know when, when you're going into a situation like that where the real power is. Like, if you're an owner, right, and you don't know how to put together a team and your team sucks, yeah. right, that power is with the team at that point. When I say team, I mean the, the, front, end, the front office of right. the team. I will say he seems to value analytics quite a bit. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, whoop, we'll see. Uh, thanks for the, uh, for the fucking armrest, by the way. It was really nice. You guys. I think it was Craig Dulesky and uh, who else? Somebody that fucking texted right. me and sent me. Sent me this shit. It's very on brand for Craigers. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, let me look it up. I'll keep talking. I'm going to look this up. Uh, what else do I have to say? I don't fucking know. Um, I just actually closed that doc. But, uh, yeah, I really hope, uh, I just want to go back to this because it just drives me insane forever. I would like to base runners to run the base right again. Just run to fucking, for, run through the fucking base for the love of fucking God. Uh, the only thing I have to say is, uh, oh, this mm. baseball card shit? Alex Chichov. He sends us beer all the time. So it's him and Craig, I think. Love that. Yeah. Love that. By the way, I was going to say, do you think the baseball shit is just like, the baseball card shit's just like the third fold of the whole NFT crypto thing? Like, people are buying, they're not buying stocks, they're just buying other shit they think's going to appreciate that isn't a house or a stock. Yeah, we talked about it last night with, uh, or yeah, was that yesterday? With that? With those guys, yeah, with the professors. Yeah, those two dicks. I don't remember what their names are, but uh, they were, I mean, what the the... One guy seemed way too happy and hopeful about things. Yeah. Uh, and the other guy seemed just like a fucking, uh, uh, he seemed like a boomer. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. But he, he you did. You can't hold he, it. He you did, can't hold it. Yeah, he did say that, uh, I mean, he, he understood the phrase Giorgio used about being internet native and stuff like that, and, uh, or digitally native, whatever you want to call it. And so he knows what it is. I just think he can't conceptualize it. But, yeah, the, baseball cards were always weird to me. Um, there's no way to control the market, so you can't really control uh, the uh, 
you can't control the value of stuff really right unless you can control the supply or the demand or one of those things you, but you can't or unless you buy a rookie card on someone you're like i think he's gonna be big right yeah i mean it's 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 a weird market and uh i don't it it's it pops up every now and again but just like everything pops up people act like this fucking uh, AMC and Dogecoin shit is new because of Reddit. No, motherfuckers, they were like baseball card wars back in the day. Right. For this useless piece of paper with a picture of somebody else on it. You know what I mean? It wasn't a fucking masterpiece. It was a goddamn... Anybody literally could make... You go to Kinko's and make a baseball card. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's only worth something because it's either misprinted rare or something like that, or people say it is. It's, non- it's absolute nonsense, right? So anything you spend on that is a gamble. Putting money in the stock market technically is a gamble, but it is a it is a very educated gamble to make in a lot of cases. Right. And coming from someone who is an avid uh, baseball football card collector as a youth who has complete sets of tons of mm. years, uh, they are worth nothing now. Mm. The, only thing that, the only thing that's worth money is original packaging. If the cards are yeah. still in the packaging in sealed boxes. Or misprints of rare mis- cards yes. and mm-hmm. things like that. When the machine or the press comes down or there's duplicates yeah. of things uh, – yeah, the, the market really fell out on that. Yeah, there was I a Jose Canseco card, right, where it was reversed. Mm-hmm. The image was reversed instead of, like... It, yeah, because there's only certain small batches of those. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're just yeah. worth so much more to collect. But, is, but, again, the reason they're worth something is because there was a market in the first place. And then we're like, oh, right. this is a rare in the market that makes it more yeah. valuable. But the market itself is fucking and, dumb. And, I mean, having well, a tangible good of your favorite athlete or favorite sports person at that point in time was, was really fucking cool. Like, I loved opening packs and, like, looking for the rare Sosas or looking for, you know, whoever was on a heater at that point. It was in interesting, but it was... I mean, it was that, then it was fucking uh, Beanie Babies, and then it was fucking Pokemon cards. And it, Well, Pokemon been, cards are one of the things they won't sell anymore. I know, they, yeah. So, but it's always been something. It's, I mean, just, right. it's just mapped onto the digital world now, and all these right. fucking boomers like, uh, what's that, Scott, whatever the fuck his name is that was on this show? What is that turd's Galloway. name? Galloway. Galloway, yeah, that guy's a fucking, uh, he's a goober. Um, he's my mentor. Yeah, bad, yeah. Uh, can't imagine what you'd be learning from, but uh, yeah, people like that, they're like, oh, this is just fucking millennials and Gen Z and they're stupid and whatever. It's like, dude, this shit's been going on for fucking decades. Give me a fucking break. We're just just doing it on a different medium now. It's the same goddamn thing that's been happening for years. People, it's just get-rich-quick bullshit is all it is. Okay, Ruben Mm -hmm. in the chat, uh, go ahead and told me I was wrong. He has two 50K, uh, was that, Tom Brady uh, rookie cards? Uh, yeah, that's because you have an autographed rookie card. You, you you took the man's first card. You have an autographed rookie of the, of, the, of the best football player of all time. Oh, who's now? Is yeah, that worth money? Weird. Yeah. Uh, but it is it is interesting to see. I mean, I guess from a market standpoint, we really should be somebody should be doing data research on over the last twenty years, especially as the market has evolved. Uh, uh, what kind of things became popular and what made them become popular? Now, Reddit was obvious. And now the market can see Reddit coming, so it can prepare for Reddit. So the, it, it's, it's risk spreading or mitigation, whatever right. you want to call it, right? Well, it's, uh, now it would be, I guess, be getting into the right discords. Right, discords. So. But, but just to, from, a, from a focused digital audience now, the market can see that coming, a little bit at least. It'll right. Certainly more than it could a year yeah. ago. So now what's the next thing going to be? There, there will be a next thing. Something will get fucking cool, and people will think, oh, that's rare. I better get it because it's going to be worth something someday and blah, blah, blah. Right? And it'll be something else. And then I will rob them of it in a Target parking lot. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Instead of investing in Dogecoin, (laughs) I'm going to invest in baseball bats and just hang outside of fucking Targets and beat the Christ out of people. I think the the market's down on those. You can get those pretty cheap right now. Oh, I can make one in my house. No, lumber's up. Lumber's up, baby. Yeah, lumber's up, but I'll just pull the fucking, uh, one of the metal table leg off the table over there. Yeah, that works. Yeah, we'll just start, just cring, just fucking (laughs) 
whacking people, man. Right in the fucking look. You're gonna need uh, one of the bigger SUVs, probably a Tahoe, something like that, with a lot of storage. But you don't want to fucking have an you don't want to have a truck or a flatbed or anything because people could see into it. Right. You know what I mean? So you want the Tahoe with the tented windows. Uh, you want a good metal pipe, uh, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you everybody's wearing a mask now, so you can get away with that. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, have fun, man. Shit. I mean, life's about fun. It's about having fun. I agree with that. That's why so. we talk about baseball. Yeah. But uh, that's it. That's it for our baseball conversation today. Well. For now. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys for uh, watching and uh, listening and everything. Subscribe, like on uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Drinking Bros Sports, the sports feed. Check it out. It's a different feed uh, that is growing fast, both on the charts and on subscriber lists. Uh, but please uh, share with friends and like and subscribe. 